the book of first john chapter 3 and verse 19 and 20 the bible says now this is how we shall know that we belong to the truth and reassure our hearts before him in whatever our hearts condemn for god is greater than our hearts and knows everything first john 4 4 you belong to god children and you have conquered the world for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world praise god and then we read revelation chapter 3 verse 20 and 21 behold i stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door then i will enter his house and dine with him and he with me i will give him i will give the victor the right to sit with me on my throne as i myself first won the victory and sit with my father on his throne praise god revelation 5 from verse 6 7 then i saw standing in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures and the elders a lamb that seemed to have been slain he had seven horns seven eyes these are the seven spirits of god sent out into the whole world he came and received the scroll from the right hand of the one who sat on the throne he took it the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before him before the lamb each of the elders held a harp and gold bowls filled with incense which are the prayers of the faithful and of the holy ones they sang a new a new hymn worthy are you to receive the scroll and to break open its seals for you are slain and with your blood you purchase for god those from every tribe and tongue people and nation you made them a kingdom praise for our god and they will reign on us praise god let us pray father in the mighty name of jesus we come before you of the lamb that was shed on Calvary tree for our sick we enthrone you we glorify you we magnify you thank you Lord for your word thank you for coming to our aid thank you Lord for what you have in store for us we open our hearts to receive it we open our hearts to embrace it and to live it in accordance with your will and your plan speak to our hearts lord and help us to learn something new that is gonna teach us and help us to draw closer to you to have our hearts transformed inside out to grow in wisdom and in knowledge of you and to have our eyes focused on you our mind focused on you for the greater glory of your name and for our own good it is in jesus name we pray with thanksgiving amen Praise God. <clears throat> so we are looking at um, four different scriptures that are going to guide us through our meditation today. And the topic for this 
meditation is. He dwells in our hearts. He dwells in our hearts. He dwells in our hearts. So, um, we have read uh, different scriptures. Even one that says that's how the Lord um, knocks at the door of our hearts and he says if anyone opens then he will come in and he will dwell in our hearts and specifically this scripture says that behold I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door then I will enter his house and dine with him and he with me and then he goes on to say I'll give the victor the right to sit with me on my throne as I myself has won the victory and sit with my father on his throne. We see Jesus um, walking to the throne as a lamb that was slain. It really um, melts my heart. It humbles me to even think about this concept. Because in our minds, we think of the Jesus who carried the cross. And we imagine that since he won the, the victory, so... Um, he would have uh, been walking with majesty. Of course, yes, with majesty. But probably this is not the fact, um, the first image that we have in our minds. The first image in my mind when I think of Jesus, the victor, as one victory glorified, I think of the Lion of Judah. And I imagine as a lion, he would be, you know, like... Um, trodding onto his throne but no it is the lamb you know and there is something the lord wants to teach us today and this one thing is that the same way the same way he walked to the throne the same way we see him as the lamb that was slain and the same way he walked to the throne will be the same way he desires he intends to walk into our hearts and that is why he says I stand at the door and knock but how many times do we recognize the lamb the slain lamb knocking on the door of our hearts how many times do we probably um, have this moment pass us by because we are looking for the lion of Judah you see the lamb that was slain means he's wounded he the wounded body he is um, is a symbol of the lamb who was on the cross the wounded Jesus the broken Jesus the pierced Jesus and if this is the lamb who will be knocking on the door of our hearts it means that when sufferings, when struggles, when challenges, when um, we go through moments, seasons, times of brokenness, when we are, the Lord takes us through different kind of processes in life, through to refine us, you know, uh, so He can transform us to be like Him, to help us to be detached from this world and to be more attached to Him. It will not be on a silver plate. It will not be with a silver spoon. 
but it will be through different kind of processes that will be painful that we will seem to have to be going through different kind of sufferings uh, it will be like the suffering lamb it will be moments that will go through different kind of afflictions it will be moments that will be going through different kind of brokenness and pains that then he can identify what we are going through with us and we can identify with what he already went through as slain lamb a wounded lamb this is a moment like i said to the other two podcasts is a setup it is a moment and a season of an invitation an invitation by he who suffered for us all an invitation by by he who is the lamb of god who was slain for us that knocking on the door is an invitation that is calling you and i into to open our hearts to understand to see things through his perspective to see and perceive situations in our lives through his eyes through his divinity through his divine eyes to stop looking at things with our own physical eyes and complaining about every situation but to have our eyes open and to recognize that he is the lamb of god even though he is also the lion of judah that is the lamb of god who was slain for us he is a lamb who walked to the throne and he was given the authority all authority to see the greatest plan that only god can see only god could see Abba Father gave him this opportunity because of what he has already given he gave his whole life he gave everything so irrespective of the fact that he was slain he was like a slain lamb he was wounded young innocent lamb but slain for us all he did not deserve to suffer for us he did not deserve to die for us but he chose he gave himself the father gave his son the son gave his life so what is the lord calling us to a moment of sacrifice a moment of giving it is through these moments in our life that the lord will draw us closer to him that we open our hearts to how do we open our hearts to jesus we open our hearts when we embrace the gospel when we embrace who he is when we accept his will to become a reality in our lives when we allow ourselves to rise above our humanity and to look at situations through his perception when we allow ourselves to look at our suffering our struggles our challenges through his eyes and to know that it does not end here this is not the end this is just the earth we have the end is where the lord is is the alpha and omega for a reason and if he said i am going to prepare a place for you it means there's something better there's something better for us even the israelites themselves who were were, were were coming from egypt on their way to canaan they actually came to find out that that canaan that was promised as the promised land actually was not as the promised land because they still had battles to fight with the hevites with the parasites and all the giants that were living in canaan so it was a constant but one thing after another happened many of them never made it but the lord intends to bring each one on board with him in heaven so he said hold on i'm going to prepare a place for you when it's finished i'll let you know and um you see because he already came and died for us he has to accomplish his desire and his purpose and we see him praying and talking to our father in the book of the gospel of john john chapter 17 the prayer of jesus asking holy father please protect this one that this ones that you have entrusted to me even if i go i pray i pray even for those who be who will hear about me from these ones who are us now and the ones who come to hear about jesus 
Jesus. You see, God always has a plan. Now, we have read a scripture as well um, in the book of First Peter, First Peter, and um, it says that God is greater than our hearts. We we are reading to remind us something that Jesus dwells in our hearts. He dwells in our hearts. We already know that, but from this meditation, we remind ourselves that it does not matter whatever it is that comes our way whatever it is we have to face so the bible says now this is how we shall know that we belong to the truth and reassure our hearts before him in whatever our hearts condemn for god is greater than our hearts and knows everything many other times that we will find ourselves in different kind of situations and scenarios that seem to take our confidence away from god why because somehow we have messed up somehow sin has entered our hearts somehow we have failed god somehow we have found ourselves in all these negative attitudes and emotions that seem to affect the state of our heart oh praise god my greatest joy is that jesus is greater than our heart so it does not matter what we have to face all these things are human we have to know that this is our humanity and not to allow that a moment of weakness to put us down and to cause us to remain in that ground. Jesus fell three times on the road to Calvary. In all those three times, he rose up and continued. Can you imagine if he did not rise up the first time, what would we do today? If he did not rise up the second time and the third time, but he knew that this journey has to end. So the Lord reveals to us now, here today, he dwells, he wants, he desires, he desires to dwell in our hearts. Yes, because of our humanity, our human weaknesses, we are bound to fail. We are bound to fail. And when all these failures creep into us, into our hearts, into our minds, then we allow this to go into our hearts. Just the same way we are told that um, what we treasure is what will flow out of our hearts. It is the same thing. So if these uh, failures creep into our mind, we meditate on them enough and we, we leave ourselves in that condition, then definitely they will creep into our heart. They will start tainting the image of God in us. And that is what makes us to lose our confidence to go before the throne of God because our hearts will start condemning us for whatever sin that we have done, whatever weakness, whatever struggle. And this does not help but what does the lord require us to do it is to renounce and to reject sin and satan to renounce and to reject every prompting of the enemy to disconnect ourselves from all these aspects to repent and to ask for his forgiveness and to move on we have to rise up you see falling down falling down it is a common thing rising up it takes divinity because it is about us having faith in jesus having faith in the jesus who died for us who died for us before we sinned before we fell in that sin before we fell in that weakness before we found ourselves in this state of whatever um oppressing a uh, negativity that could be you know um oppressing our heart or our lives or our mind he already died and rose again so it means we cannot remain in that condition. We have to allow the light of Jesus to flash out everything, to shine in us and through us so that we are delivered completely from these dark spots in us.
It is possible because Jesus died and rose again. He did not just die. He rose again. Imagine he had a whole divinity. He left his divinity and came down as a human being. Can you imagine? When I think about what that entails, I can't even begin to imagine what actually it does because God himself, God himself who created us and the universe did not have to do all this. But just for the sake of the fact that he did it, then we cannot remain in that falling. We have to raise our confidence beyond our understanding, beyond our perception, beyond our expectation, beyond who we are, beyond our humanity, to raise up our our expectation, to raise our confidence and only attach it to God most high to know that he loves us unconditionally that he searches for us that he desires to be united with us 24 7 in our pain in our sorrow because this is the thing if we don't allow ourselves to be confident you know like to to have confidence in his mercy in his forgiveness in fact the book of hebrew tells us let us therefore go before the throne of grace and mercy with confidence to have grace and mercy for timely help we need his timely help even uh, david said in the book of psalms that the lord is my refuge the lord is my refuge and my stronghold my present help at every time of need if we do not go before the throne of grace and mercy with this confidence to get this timely help then it means the thing this dark moment this negativity this sin this in this weakness will prevail we cannot allow this thing to prevail in our lives we cannot allow darkness to prevail when jesus jesus is the light and the light is still shining the light is still shining we have to make a conscious decision to choose the light of christ and then we actually have a word uh, this is a book of first uh, john 5 from 4 for whoever is begotten by god conquers the world the victory that conquers the world is our faith who indeed is the victor over the world but the one who believes that jesus is the son of god and who is the son of god john 3:16 for god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life that life everlasting life begins here and now it is when we receive jesus when we accept him when you have faith in him when you have confidence in his mercy and forgiveness so it means that no moment of weakness no moment of failure no moment of um, sin falling that should keep us away from his throne of mercy it is actually the other way around the more we fail the more we realize that we are in sin the more we realize that uh, there's a moment of um, negativity there's a moment that we have failed the moment we realize that we are almost losing our confidence it is actually a moment that we have to run to the throne of grace and mercy and find grace and mercy for timely help why are we doing all this because we 
we need to purify our hearts. We need our hearts to be pure, to be open, to receive, and to have the King of Kings only sitting in the throne, in that throne in our hearts. There is a throne in our hearts, and this throne, we want Jesus to be the one sitting on this throne. Because if he sits on the throne in our hearts, then we will be assured that we will have the grace to become who he is and that is what we just read and the victory that conquers the world is our faith who indeed is the victor the one who believes that jesus is the son of god we cannot have victory outside of jesus we cannot have victory in this life outside outside of jesus we cannot live in victory if we are not connected to jesus because jesus is the victor victory is not just something he did he is the victory he died and rose again which other man has ever died and rose again and raised others to life <laughs> it is by the power of his name by the power of who he is that we are alive today so when we are united with him when jesus is sitting in that throne in our hearts then he's, he's gonna give us the grace that we need every moment of our lives to be able to overcome every challenge and every situation that comes against us that comes to intimidate or interfere with us or that um, presence of god in us so whether is a moment that we have failed whether is a moment that we feel crushed whether is a moment that we feel worn out weak weary whatever that moment is we have to clearly identify what exactly this moment is and to face it and to deal with this systematically because this is how the lord will empower us and help us to live in the fullness of who he died to give us and that is why scripture reminds us 1 john 4 4 you belong to god we belong to god children you belong to god and you have conquered them for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world jesus is greater than he who is in the world so he is greater in us so it doesn't matter what we feel in the face of the challenges the circumstances that come our way it doesn't matter how weary or how weak or how uh, we feel about them we have to remind ourselves that if jesus is dwelling in our hearts if he's sitting on that throne in our hearts then he is greater in us it is through his greatness that is going to empower us to be able to face all these circumstances and to come out boldly doing what he said that in all these things we shall conquer overwhelmingly through he who has loved us that's in the book of romans that we have this victory in a full package in us so it doesn't matter what comes the things will still come the storms will still come the challenges the struggles will still fall will still because we are still human we still feel weak about you know in different kind of situations but we cannot remain in that situation we have to have this perception and to be uh, uh, what do you call it to be focused on what exactly is going on is going on around us to be focused on jesus and to be able to deal with all the circumstances systematically so that we don't remain in a place that we will not be able to come out of he intends to help us through all these struggles and all these challenges now why are we talking about the issues of the heart too much why are we talking about having confidence in jesus why are we talking about uh, running to the throne of grace so we can deal with whatever issues could be in our heart uh, dethroning jesus and enthroning themselves you know any moments of idolatry when we have idolized our jobs our lives our families our children the beauties of this world and anything that is a moment that you have dethroned jesus and put something else on that throne any moments that you have loved anything 
anything more than God. We have dethroned him and, and enthroned that thing. Idolizing anything, it is a sin. We have to be conscious about all these things and so that we come to the realization that this is how we are falling. So when we know that this is how we are falling, then we want Jesus to remain on that throne. Then we will ensure that he remains on that throne. We will seek to endeavor to seek him each day. We will pray, you know, we will have a direction even to ask and to pray in accordance with his will, that his will is for him to remain in that throne so he can help us to live this life. And every day when you are crying to him, when you are praying to him, when you are seeking him, we are seeking him so that we can get to be united with him to face this life each day victoriously and to come out boldness with boldness knowing that he cares and he loves us so <clears throat> we go back now to the scripture in the book of revelation chapter 5 that a lamb that seemed to have been slain walked to the throne Receive the scroll from the right hand of the one who sat on the throne. And then he took it and he sat down and worship was transferred. The greatness of our God is so great that we cannot comprehend with our own mindset. But one thing we have to know, for the throne in our hearts to be occupied by the king of kings, then we cannot remove ourselves from what the elders and the four living ones and the angels and the saints are doing. The worship that is happening, Jesus was glorified. Not just something that happened, but this is what we have to cultivate every day of our lives. We have to glorify him. He is already glorified. So when we glorify him, we are not adding anything to him. He has already taken his place. But the minute we choose to glorify him, then that choice is actually going to work on the reverse. It is going to benefit you and I on our journey of faith, on our journey of salvation. It is going to benefit us because then nothing else will be able to attach itself to us that will 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 elevate itself above the knowledge of Christ in our lives. So we are protected from being attached to anything else other than Jesus. And then he takes his place and he dwells in us. And when he does, we are presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. When you choose to praise God, when you choose to worship God, when you choose to honor God, then we are presenting ourselves. It doesn't matter whether we fail on. He already knows we are human. But when we make these conscious decisions to choose to do what the word of God is guiding us, what the spirit of God is guiding us and helping us, then we are bound to receive the grace that we need to be able to accomplish that. And then slowly we are transformed to be like him. We shall be united with him, not just then the time to come, but even here on earth because we have chosen the best thing not just to sit at his feet like he said uh, to to mother that Mary has chosen the best thing but we have chosen the best thing to invite him into our circumstances not with petitions and intentions but to do what Abba Father already did. He glorified him. He is glorified. There is no moment in our lives that we are going to glorify the king of kings and then anything else will just come and start intimidating and interfering with our lives. He 
will go to work like the lion of Judah. This is who he is. He will go to work like what he did to Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. So the choice that we make to glorify him, to praise him, to thank him, irrespective of any situations and circumstances that we have found ourselves in, we have to be assured. We have to be assured that the word of God will keep repeating what happened, what we have read. It will keep repeating itself in our lives. And you see Bible in action. We see the Lord in action in our lives. It is a moment that um, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego would have chosen to complain. They would have chosen to bow down but uh, to idolatry but they chose to glorify God in their situation and circumstance and their struggle in the fiery furnace and what did God do he did not just send his angels to come and stop the fire from burning them to come and put a breeze a cool breeze in that fiery furnace that was already a miracle but they were not even concerned with that they were focused on Jesus they were fixed on, 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 on God well they haven't spoken about Jesus only that we know that Nebuchadnezzar had an opportunity to see what he recalls as the son of God. How is it even written like that? I don't know, but I choose to believe that if the word of God is Jesus, the word was in the beginning, the word is Jesus. He was in the beginning. He is the one who chose to come before his time because of a situation that required his presence, that required his, his, his mighty intervention. You see, they were praising him in the fire. Why will he not show up when we praise God in our fire? When you praise God, when we are meant to be complaining or focusing on other situations that do not even mean anything, but they try to intimidate us when we focus on the struggles on this side of this life and the troubles that we could have found ourselves in, on the challenges when we complain, when we choose to use our mouth to do what the word of God has said in Psalms 51, the Lord has said clearly. When we choose to do that, what happens? We get the return of our investment. And if Jesus showed up, if the Son of God, what Nebuchadnezzar said, that the Son of God was seen, he didn't say I'm just a ninja, what seemed like the Son of God. The Son of God has been spoken of to be the fourth man in that fire, showed up showed up in that situation. He will definitely do the very same thing. And what are we saying? The Lamb of God, Jesus walks into the throne, walks on his throne when he's glorified as the Lamb that was slain. The same way he intends to walk into our lives, the same way he intends to walk into our hearts. So we have to change our focus. If we are looking for a silver plate or a silver move or a gold move, then we have to change our perception and know it is through moments of brokenness, it is through moments of suffering, affliction, and whatever other struggles that we could come our way that we could find ourselves in through these moments of our life that the Lord will come through these moments because he can identify himself with our sufferings and we have to rise above looking at these circumstances to see him as he is as the wounded lamb of God who died for us on the cross it is a moment that we have to focus on the cross of Jesus and see what he did how did he get there and imagine what he had to go through then through 
through the, through his eyes we look our at our situation when we look at our situation then it will take away our focus on our situation but we will come to realize that we can actually easily unite ourselves with him identify what he already went through and he did it for us so we don't have to live in that cycle in that pattern in that pain in that struggle but there is a way out what is this way out the way out is Jesus. He tends to come through. He's knocking on the door, knocking as a wounded lamb. When that weakness, when that pain knocks on that door of our heart, when that brokenness is knocking on that door of our hearts, we can choose to see it, to embrace it, to meditate on it, and to wallow in that pain. And to actually get to a point where we think that this is it and to lose hope. Oh, we can choose to focus on Jesus. Even when this pain comes, we focus on Jesus. We declare and acknowledge he already died for us. He took away my pain. He was pierced for my pain. He already suffered for us. So we refuse to have this pain name our situation. We refuse to have this circumstance to be the one to dictate our situation. We cannot live in that situation anymore because Jesus has died and risen. He has died and he has risen again. So if he already carried this this situation, if he already carried, carried this sickness, this pain, if he already died because of this sin, we can actually access the power to rise above it. We can actually access the grace to be healed and to be redeemed from this thing. How? By focusing on Jesus, by calling on Jesus, opening the That is how we open the door of our hearts to allow the slain lamb to come into our hearts. He was wounded for us when we seriously and truly know that he was wounded for us seriously, that he was broken for us. Then there is no brokenness that can break us anymore. There is no pain that can remain in us, but everything has to pass through the cross and then we receive the healing that Jesus died to give us because it is readily available. How do we receive it? Going to the throne of grace and mercy to find our timely help. We cannot remain in that condition of heart, of pain, of struggle, of whatever kind of affliction. We cannot allow condemnation to be our package when Jesus died to save us. So the state of our hearts does not dictate, does not have to dictate our future or our lives, but we have to remember he is greater than our hearts and he is greater in us. So we have to perceive that in our spirit, allow ourselves to be able to see him as great as he is, and then speak to this situation and acknowledge that it cannot remain. Run to the throne of grace and mercy, allow his light to shine upon us, to purify us, to sanctify us, and to dispel off all this darkness and all this negativity and his presence will be um, engrafted, engraved in us once again and then we receive the fullness of who he is. That way we are restored. So Jesus said, that is Psalms 50, offer praise as your sacrifice to God, fulfill your vows to the Most High, then call on me in time of distress, I will rescue you and you shall honor me. Praise God. And then verse 23, those who offer praise as a sacrifice, honor me to the obedient, I will show the salvation of God. Those who offer praise as a sacrifice, honor me to the obedient, I will show the salvation of God. Praise God. You see, why is it a sacrifice? 
because uh, it is a moment when definitely as human beings we find ourselves you know the situations that we are focusing on that to cause us to probably lose our confidence in god because um, of the situations that have crept into our hearts or maybe the struggles of this life that we could be going through but when you know that jesus is our final omega that our situations do not have to dictate our end that um, they do not have the final say jesus has the final say then we come to know that every word of God, like every answer that we need is in the word of God. So this says that we offer our praise as a sacrifice. So when the situation dictates to us otherwise, it is not obvious that what is happening in our lives, we are meant to praise God. It is not obvious that when we are in pain, when we are going through brokenness, when you are going through sorrow, when you are going through grief, when you are going through um, any kind of lack, it is not automatic that we should praise God. It is automatic to praise God when you get a present, when a door opens, when you have a new job, when you have a rise in our salary, when you have a new house, and you name it, like any good gift, anything bright and any gift, anything positive happens automatically our spirits will lies and we'll be able to thank not just God who thank the ones who have done it and it is automatic for us to be able to thank God to praise God in those situations and circumstances but the Bible tells us those who offer praise as a sacrifice uh, the Lord says honor me to the obedient I will show the salvation of God how is it a sacrifice when the situation surrounding us in our lives dictates otherwise it is not automatic that the situation guides us or leads us or makes a way for us to praise God but it means that when everything else is otherwise presents us otherwise then hallelujah we make a choice a conscious decision decision to praise God in that pain. We make a conscious decision to thank God in that struggle. We make a conscious decision to lift our hands up in that pain, in that struggle, in that affliction and to acknowledge the goodness of God when everything surrounding us is speaking defeat, when everything surrounding us is speaking pain. We choose to lift our hands up and to acknowledge that you have the final say to acknowledge the faithfulness of God, the mercy of God when we are going through any failures in our lives, when we are going through any cycles of sin, any patterns of sin, any sins that we could be struggling with, any moment of weakness in that valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear no evil because the Lord is still God. Jesus has not moved. He's still sitting on the throne. He sat on the throne. When he was glorified, he's still God. Even if we fail, he does not change. He changes not. He is the Lord. So that means that whatever situation or circumstance that we find our ourselves in does not change him it does not change him in this way his mercy is still available his love for us is still available for us to open our hearts to receive his word is still alive and active so if the word of god says abc it does not change if he says that he is the way the truth and the life he is still that we are the truth and the life if he says that we we 
we offer our sacrifice and he says to the obedient i will show the salvation of god he will still do the very same thing his promises are yes and amen they have been tried and they have been found to be true so what is it this situation that we have found ourselves in comes to change us comes to interfere with our ability to be able to be united with the king of kings to be able to allow the lord to remain in us but when we choose otherwise it means we are looking at it through the eyes of jesus it means we have refused to look at the situation through our eyes but we have chosen to receive the word of god as it is and to accept not to see the circumstance with our own eyes to perceive it through the eyes of jesus and this is how to allow our human eyes to close and to allow the spiritual eyes to open it is to allow ourselves to mature in the ways of god in our walk with jesus to praise god to thank god through the pain the lamb was lame for us the lamb of god walks to the throne he walks to the throne wounded and and broken so he can actually identify himself with our sacrifice of worship sacrifice is a language it is known in heaven it is hard it is known the sacrificial lamb is the lord of lords so when we do anything by sacrifice then it is already a language you are speaking to heaven we are speaking to heaven and we shall get the return of whatever it is that we do now the lord has promised that he will come to the aid of those who are obedient to do what to sacrifice to do a sac to offer a sacrifice a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving so it is when we see the lamb of god the wounded lamb of god the lamb that was slain for us the lamb that was slain for us we identify our struggles our pain our sufferings with what jesus died to give us we realize we cannot remain in that place anymore he's already done it and he has said that we run to the throne of grace and mercy to find grace and mercy for timely help so we cannot allow our hearts to condemn us we have to recognize that god is greater than our hearts and to allow his presence to be manifested in us how allow him to take us through these moments to heal us through this process it says open our hearts to him not closing our hearts to him is when we choose not to allow him to come and touch all those areas of pain all those areas of brokenness but when we allow him to come and guard us to come and heal those moments of course the pain would be immense because it is like opening a, a wound a fresh wound but definitely to be uh, to have faith in jesus and to believe and know that he is able that what god cannot do does not exist that he is able he is able to heal us and restore us to even a better not just original but a better position because jesus came to give us a new life this new life that jesus has promised it is not automatic when we rise above our situations when we allow our mind to be elevated from where we are to where god is when we choose to focus on jesus and to look at every situation and circumstance through the eyes of jesus when we choose to commune with the lord and to to journey with him and to allow ourselves to meditate on his his mighty intervention in our lives not just in the word of god then but even today to help us to be able to deal with every situation and to know how would he deal with that situation he will help us the holy spirit is available jesus said i will not leave you orphans i am coming to you the holy spirit is here to seek his guidance and his help and to know that the same way the lord walked into that throne he desires to walk the same way to sit in the throne in our hearts so he can help us to face each day with boldness to face each day and to have victory 
in every situation who is a victor the one who has faith in jesus the question is do we have faith enough that through every experiences that we go through that come our way that jesus is able do we have faith enough that we can actually uh, perceive these situations through his eyes and they can they may not make sense in our human view but just by the word of god that actually we can receive that change in our lives we have so many stories in the word of god that we can identify with this kind of thing even just the gospels themselves and of course the the apostles the acts of the apostles so it is about having faith in jesus cultivating an atmosphere of faith in jesus knowing that if he promises he will fulfill he never fails he will not fail he's not is a setup we cannot uh, remain in that position like we have to rise above these situations that are surrounding us these days because god is still at work he is at work like never before if he fails to come through to intervene in our situations then he will cease to be who he said he is so this is how we know that jesus said i am the truth the way and the life and no one comes to the father except through by me if he is the truth the way and the life it means that the greater the challenges the greater the struggles the more the struggles then the closer his presence is the closer his intervention is the closer his hand is to save us and we know that even from the israelites who are already going through a very bad kind of oppression and in the wilderness his provision his presence everything was of their tlc of god is visible through the lives of the israelites in the wilderness this is what the lord intends to do again in our lives but we have to know that so that we can rise above the i me and myself attitude and raise raise our mind above all these situations and focus on jesus and know it is not yet complete you know we are only complete in him it is not yet the end until he says so he is the author of life for a reason he is the beginning and the end for a reason he is the alpha and omega for a reason so until he says so it is not over but what does he intend to do at this season of your life at this season of our life at this season in the world he tends to show up he intends to show up and show off to show up show up in our situations he intends to allow his word to come alive in our lives but we have to have open hearts we have to create room in our lives in our hearts in our minds to have him do that very thing that he intends to do in this season this is a season he intends to show up he intends to show up in our need he intends to show up in our sickness he intends to show up as a healer that he is he intends to reveal his majesty his greatness to reveal who he is you see all these names of god that have been given in the word of god is who he is he appears um to daniel um he protects daniel from the lions and now we know him as a god of daniel when somebody says god of daniel we know the lion of judah you know um uh, as uh, the lion you know when we talk about the lamb of god we know that jesus died on this so it's associated with the dying the cross the way of the cross and all the pain and the sufferings that he had to go through he intends to reveal all these personalities to us jesus is the image of the invisible god his image his image is still fresh and available for us to experience the greatness of who he is so may the lord help us that we grasp this word as it is 
and that we do in accordance with this word, this direction he's giving us, so we can get to experience the fullness of who he intends to be and to make us here and today and now. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, with thanksgiving, we come before you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for teaching us something glorious and new. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us what you intend to do at this season of our life. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that you may help us to grasp every word you have spoken, to have our hearts open, Lord Jesus, that nothing shall keep us away from you that your word may take root in us and that we may get to experience the fullness of who you are and who you intend to be in our lives, in our hearts, for the greater glory of your name. We honor you, we praise you, and we worship you. It is in Jesus' mighty name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen.